On today's episode, how do students and parents feel about the increase in safety on Temple's campus? Then, we sit down and talk with assignment editor at the Temple News about how One Direction influenced her journey into journalism. From the Temple News, I'm Olivia Hall, and this is Reprint. On March 23rd, Temple University announced new plans to increase security for students living in off-campus housing. The efforts include the creation of a neighborhood watch program, a grant for landlords to upgrade security at their properties, increasing patrols near campus, and a housing relocation program for students. Some students are supportive of these new initiatives, while others are concerned about the effects these policies might have on the North Central community. I'm here with Rosie Leonard, Features Editor at the Temple News, to talk more about what students and parents think of the university's plans. Hello, Rosie. Thank you for joining me today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so what was your reporting process for this story? So <clears throat> originally the story was going to be like a reaction piece on how students have felt about the new security measures on and off campus, but that kind of quickly evolved into like a much bigger piece. So I met up with Eden and we canvassed and like around campus for student voices regarding like their thoughts and opinions on the matter. And then I got in contact with parents like Jennifer Hedberg, who had funded like the private security firm to patrol off campus area near her like son's apartment. And I talked with her over the phone about how and why she wanted to do this. And then the more information we gained, like the bigger the story kind of became. So we talked with like JNS, which is like the protection service that Jennifer hired. Um, we also talked with campus safety and other parents and students and did some outside research looking into like patrolling and security measures that were already in place, like at the university prior to these like efforts and basically how those compare to other cities and other universities like Drexel and UPenn. Well, let's get into that. What are the, some of the major safety changes going to be implemented around campus? Yeah, so there's a security upgrade like in the grant program for landlords near campus. There's an increase in patrols near campus and neighborhood watch program and then housing for students who like want to relocate back to on-campus housing. How do Temple students' parents feel about the new security measures? So Temple students' parents, they're, most of them feel that there needs to be an increase in security off campus, like more patrolling to help combat violence in and around the area, which is why like Jen Hedberg hired this like private security firm. Um, they basically are just, most of their quotes were like consisting of wanting to look out for like their children and like doing things. Basically, they just want to hire more like firms outside the university to like increase eyes and patrolling for the benefits of their children. You kind of brought this up already, but uh, what are some alternative safety measures that parents have taken slash considered? Yeah, parents have like um, supported the funding for the JNS Protection Service to patrol like 15th to 19th streets and then Diamond to Master streets. So that's one of like the major things that they're doing right now. Yeah, and that's considered off campus, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, so how do students feel about these new measures? Students definitely had a lot of mixed feelings regarding this matter. Some felt that the increase in patrols near campus would negative, negatively like impact the surrounding community, while others felt that like more patrolling would be beneficial to their personal safety. So yeah, there's like a bit of a divide, but. What are the concerns about in community impact with these new changes? 
One of the students noted how Temple's offer to like relocate students to on-campus housing would further like contribute to the divide between students and the community. And if Temple maybe decides in the future to build more like on-campus housing to accommodate for like relocated students, it would maybe aid in gentrifying the area. So that was maybe a major concern for like that student in particular. Others like um, Charlie and Ken noted like, um, patrolling like further off campus and like intervening with the surrounding community might not be a good idea. And that might not be something that like the community itself wants. So just like considering those factors is definitely, definitely important. <laughs> what is your biggest takeaway from writing this story? Yeah, so I feel like from like all the reporting and interviews that we've done, it kind of feels like Temple is like doing whatever they can regarding these situations. But like no matter what they do, no matter what efforts they put forward, like no one party will ever fully be satisfied. So like that's maybe the biggest takeaway. There's always going to be some type of divide within the community, the parents or the students. From many different avenues of change to just one direction, we take a look at one student's experience in the online fan community. The boy band One Direction spawned an online community of fans that many young teens participated in. Today, we're speaking with a Temple University journalism major whose time in the online One Direction community led her to learn key media literacy skills. I'm here with Hajra Galani, assignments editor at the Temple News, to talk about how One Direction and the social media community surrounding the band relates to her passion for journalism. Hello, Hadra. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Olivia. Thanks for having me. Loved your essay. I loved your piece. Thank you. So to start, what inspired you to write this? So I was having a conversation with Fallon, one of the news editors here, and we were just talking about, like, you know, just being a fan, like, that kind of thing. And I actually was talking about Justin Bieber, and I was like, there was just so much misinformation surrounding him. And it was just like, I was like, I was in the trenches. I was fighting so hard to clear this man's name sometimes. Like, when they said he was, like, a father at, like, 16. It was just, there was a lot. And then Fallon goes, like, jokingly, you should write an essay about this. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Um, and when I sat down to write it, I actually realized that I think I dedicated more energy on One Direction because I was, like, a little bit older. So that felt like what I should write it about. But, I mean, yeah, it was basically, like, a joke. And then I was like, no, actually, I could do something with this experience. So how was this community important to you, the, like, One Direction community? Yeah, I mean, so I became a fan when I was in, like, late fourth grade maybe like early fifth grade I was still in elementary school and um I don't know I think like I had been a fan of things before like I mentioned Justin Bieber but like this was just like so different I think because it came at just like the sweet spot like the right age I was like you know like starting to like kind of like mature a little like entering like a, a boy mania stage and I was also kind of just like starting to become aware of like racism and that's something I mentioned in my um, essay that like Zayn being Pakistani me being Pakistani was just like so refreshing to see um, because I was starting to get to the point where I would say like oh like I'm a Pakistani person and people would like be like what is that and I don't know I could just be like I'm Pakistani like Zayn and it was like really like nice to have that kind of representation it was like so positive and I think the coolest thing was that like Zayn was like like this like attractive like you know like you never see that when you think of like South Asian representation at least not like 10 years ago so 
to answer your question, this community was important because, like, there were a lot of people, like, it wasn't a unique experience, and it was nice to have these feelings and to have people my age that shared the similar sentiment. Did you make real friends from community, or was it always posting anonymously online? Okay, so, um, well, I will say it was not anonymous <laughs> posting online. I, at the bold age of, like, 11, 12, was posting my face. Um, so that wasn't, you know, the wisest thing. But, um, yeah, I was posting online, and I did meet some friends, like, online friends that I never, like, met in person. But to this day, like, I still follow on Instagram. And, like, some of them are having kids now, and it's, like, a very weird thing. But I did have those friends. But also, me and, like, all of my friends in school this was like the thing to talk about like if there was a new album like we were going to spend all of class talking about it if there was like like when Zayn left One Direction it was like a traumatic day for all of us which is so silly but like we were genuinely like like I remember going home and just like sobbing and texting my friends and we were all crying and yeah it's like kind of like hilarious but it was a very real and fun thing to talk about at the time. Do you think One Direction and the associated fandom shaped your personality when you were young? Um, if my person, my personality when I was young was being annoying. So yes, I was very obnoxious. Um, but actually like, and this is like why, okay. Being a One Direction fan kind of did shape my personality in the sense that I learned to not be embarrassed about things I'm interested in. And I think like even today, like I, like the other night, me and my friends were in a lift and we, I mean, this again is annoying, but we, he asked if we wanted Ox and we put on like karaoke songs and just sang, which is like annoying. Yes. But also like fun. And I like, you know, don't, don't care if it's like somewhat embarrassing. And I feel like I do things like that all the time, like where as long as it's not hurting anyone, like it's fine to be a little annoying and fun and whatever. Um, so being a One Direction fan kind of made me like okay with that because there was so many guys that had so much to say, like One Direction sucks, blah, blah, blah. There was just such a strong like counter fandom, I, you could call it. And so it made me okay with like, you know what? I don't care. I really like this thing and I'm going to be open about liking it. And I can just think of so many things in my life that have also been like embarrassing to like but because I was in that fandom I can be fine with whatever and it, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. the karaoke thing that's a great idea I've never thought of doing that we asked I... like a million times we we're like are you sure it's okay and then he was like yes and he was like a very cool guy and understood and I think once we started singing he might have regretted it so we were like <laughs> we have to tip extra afterwards but um yeah it, it was fun <laughs> If you could say one thing to yourself back then when you were younger, what would you say? Okay, I think I would tell myself that, you know, I say that there's, like, merit in celebrity culture or in, like, pop culture, and I still stand by that, but I would tell myself to just kind of close the screen, log off. Um, I, I think I'm lucky in the sense that I haven't had any, like, detrimental impacts from being in the fandom but like it's not to say that other people didn't have those like I think some people were way more into it than I was and like had some pretty like rough experiences um you know there was doxing that went on like there there was some crazy things but yeah I would tell myself to log off like it's not that serious like um 
my connection with One Direction, it was like a very, it was a parasocial relationship and I kind of, you know, the reason that like I'm sobbing so much about Zayn leaving is because I thought of him as like a friend or something that he just wasn't. He was just a guy in a band that left. Um, so I guess I would just tell myself to kind of remove myself from that connection a little bit and just kind of, you know, like chill out. It, it wouldn't hurt to, to log off of Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Take a break sometimes. Seriously. <laughs> so like you bring up, uh, One Direction is kind of a jumping point inspiration to how you say like your journalism and you bring up like media literacy skills. So kind of going off all that, how do you apply skills you learned then in your work now? Um, yeah, so I, like I said, I learned a lot about just, like, not taking things at face value. Um, so if I read, like, some kind of shady article, I would just kind of be like, you know what, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't correlate with, like, what I know to be true about One Direction. Let me sit with this. And so I, I did mention this in my um, essay, but, like, if someone makes a comment I'm in an interview, I will know to push back. Like, it, I can understand, like, you know what, this isn't this doesn't feel right based off of like what I've researched and what our conversation has been like, like expand on this more. So definitely like I've learned to push back more. Um, I've kind of learned like also just impact awards, which sounds kind of like elementary level, but like, honestly, like I, I think I've kind of come to understand like the power that the language we use holds. So like if I'm using really dramatic lingo, um, obviously that's going to invoke like certain emotions from people and that's not what you want to do in like a news writing. Um, so I, I've learned to kind of watch that. Um, again, I, I have learned to be annoying because you want at the end of the day like good information and like I said, being a One Direction fan made me embrace those parts of myself that are kind of like irritating and so when I go into an interview, I'm not trying to make friends. Um, which is kind of what the One Direction fandom became for me towards the end. It wasn't like a friendship thing. It was just kind of like a, I like this thing and I want to defend it in the best way I can. Um, and so I go in with like, I want this story and I'm going to try to get it in the best way I can. And I, I don't care if that is annoying or if I'm being too pushy. Like, I do want the, the truth, essentially. Um, so I think those kinds of... Um, experiences really shaped how I'm a journalist today. Now or when you're younger self, what is your favorite One Direction song? Oh my god, okay. My favorite One Direction song, this is such a complex question <laughs> because I I think Clouds from 4, which is the last album that Zane was on, great album, and it's just like a fun song to sing with friends. It is one of my karaoke songs. <laughs> So clouds. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much to our reporters, Rosie and Hajra, for joining us. You can find the articles in yesterday's print issue of The Temple News and on our online site at temple-news.com. Be sure to check out the podcast on Spotify and The Temple News website. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Olivia Hall, and see you next time on Reprint.